Hey feminist fans and welcome to Real Feminism, the podcast where we discuss films from an intersectional feminist perspective. Today I'm joined by Aman and Gina. Hey! Hello! How are you guys doing before we jump into our movie chats? Yeah, I'm good. I am good. I don't know about anyone else, but I'm kind of just a bit bored of sitting in different rooms of the house. Mm. <laughs> that, I'm good. I just had a week off. And it was really nice, but I did feel really bored. And I don't I don't know about you guys, but I have no motivation to do productive things. So there was like a whole list of productive stuff I could do. But all I really cared to do was read, watch TV, do a puzzle if I wanted to like feel productive and busy and move my hands around. Reading is a productive activity. It is, but I think because I was just sat on the sofa not moving, I was like, oh, I feel like I need to move, but I don't really want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> story of my life yeah how about you Gina I'm okay um I've got quite a bad back from working from home so I'm currently just laying on my bed on the floor but um basically I've got this inflatable seating chair that was meant to be really good for my back and oh I think like for a few months of use it's just it's not that good anymore I don't think anything's better than an ergonomic office chair unfortunately sadly they're really ugly and take up too much room (laughs) I'm getting one of those (laughs) in place for chair I'm picturing like when I was a kid having those like lounge chairs I'm picturing that kind of chair (laughs) I have to say I didn't really think much about backs and having proper chairs until working from home and after months of sitting on a hard wooden chair I was like I think I need a an office chair I have a bad back anyway so I'm worried about when I get older that if this is what I'm like at 27 what I'm gonna be like at buddy 60 but hey ho <laughs> I've got a lot of joint pain and I'm the same way this is good go. lockdown's got us feeling <laughs> feeling great also I've been feeling a lot like a, like a grub is how I've been describing it I feel like a grub <laughs> human so like when lockdown started last March I was a butterfly and I've entered a chrysalis stage and I feel like I'm going to exit as just this weird grub human oh, who like has forgotten grub. how to, <laughs> like Heimlich in Bugs Life. And he's like, I'm a big, beautiful butterfly, my wings. <laughs> I'm going to be like that, but just this big, maggoty grub. That's how I feel at the moment. <laughs> okay, so... I'm really excited about this episode because we're talking about Mean Girls, which was released in 2004, directed by Mark Waters, who I don't think has done that much. I was surprised. I didn't realise. Just would have thought it would be a more famous director, I guess. Tina Fey, obviously, did the screenplay. And we've got four different women doing the producing, which is good. And the editor was a woman, Wendy Green Brickmont. So that's nice. They're all white women, but it was exciting to see so many white women working behind the scenes, which is unsurprising because this film is a classic and it's great. I feel like everyone should have seen this film by now, but it's basically, it's based on a book. It's set in an American high school. This new student joins and she's kind of taken under the wing of these kind of quirky, kooky characters at the school and they want to use her to infiltrate the mean girl gang and tear the gang apart. Very quickly, I'll briefly go through the characters because we've got a lot of female characters. We've got Katie, who's the main character. Then the plastics. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say it right? Katie. I think so. <laughs> Sorry. It just, I felt like loads of characters said it differently. They did, which we'll get yeah. on to because one of my points, I don't think Janice is that nice, but we'll get on to that. 
a bit later. Then the plastics, we've got Regina, George, Gretchen Wieners, Karen Smith. We've got Ms. Norbury, who's Tina Fey's character. She plays a teacher at the school. Mrs. George, who's Amy Poller's character. She's Regina's mum. And then Janice Ian, who's the person I wanted to be, I think, when I was younger. She's very, like, gothy and grungy. <laughs> we have got some intersectional characters. We've got Mr. Duval, who is a black man. He's playing a teacher at the school. We have Kevin Nepore, who's the mathematics lead at the Kevin school. G. Kevin G. And then we have Damien, who I did a bit of research, because I was like, oh, I know he's playing a gay character. I wonder if he's gay in real life. And he is. And he's also heralded as a really positive plus-size gay icon. Or queer icon, he's not as big as I remembered him being. You know, I think when I was younger, I thought he was quite big, but when yeah. I watched it yesterday, I was like, he's actually like not very big at all. Yeah, similar to the lady in Oh, in Legally Blonde. What? Well, yeah, because she Definitely. was like the curvy one, but yeah, yeah. So the film did pass the female Bechdel test, which is great, and um, it did that often and repeatedly. The intersectional Bechdel test, however, there there just aren't enough intersectional characters. And I don't think they interact. May no, no, they don't do they? Because the mathly only the guy from the mathly only talks to her really. Yeah, the head teacher's always talking to the girls. So with the two East Asian girls who oh they weren't like yeah with the school coach. Yeah, they didn't get any lines. No, did they? And they just spoke about him. Yeah, and they just spoke about him, and he's white. So I feel like that's not. No. Uh, doesn't really yeah. count. Also, I know this is probably a bit of a side note, but it's a bit odd that they chose the Vietnamese girls to be his yes. side pieces. Like I thought that. I thought that was weird. In what way? Because I, I confess I didn't. Shy, bridey kind of yeah. way. Yeah. Yeah, so instead of him sleeping with like a white girl, yeah. it's sort of going into that trope of a, yeah, male order bride. Because they didn't thing. even speak English. Yeah, that also just, that whole thing with him obviously sleeping with underage girls or having some yeah, kind of sexual relationship with them. Yeah, and how they were laughing about it. Unnecessary sideline. Yeah. It doesn't bring anything to the film. No. I know they use it to sort of say that they have to investigate Ms. Norbury because his allegations are became true, but they could also easily have just said she's been accused of dealing drugs, so we yeah. have to take that seriously. Yeah. I thought that was weird. I wrote that down, actually. I just... Yeah. And then, like, also to write about it in the burn book and joke about it and call them, like, skanks or whatever word yeah. they've used instead of being like, hi, principal. Principal Duval. <laughs> the uh, like, coach teacher yeah. is having inst- institutional rape, statu- statutory rape mm. with two students. You should probably look into that. Yeah, it's weird, wasn't it? It was really weird. Should we talk about... Because I thought watching it yesterday, actually, I thought it still held up really well. And I still yeah. like the overall message of the film, which was good because I was a bit worried that I'd watch it and be like, oh, no, it's awful. But I didn't feel like that. But there were some things that I was like, yeah, this is not great. Should we chat about that sort of stuff first yeah. before we talk about yeah. the good bits? Yeah, no, I, have to, I do agree with you, Joe. I, I watched it yesterday again after all these years thinking it's still a great movie and I really enjoyed mm. it. Like any film back in the day, there's going to be issues, but it wasn't yeah. cringeworthy. It was yeah, just... It, wasn't, it was still really funny. Yeah. Yeah. It, and it was oh, all of the quotable lines in it. It's oh. just... Did you find that you so happy. all of them? Yes. 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 Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah. I was like saying, in... I was watching it alone, but I was saying it in my head before <laughs> it happened. It's such, such an iconic film, and I was glad that it's... It, is it really still funny. holds up, yeah. 
The main thing I had a problem with is that they keep referring to Katie as being from Africa. Yes, and at no yes, point in the yeah. film do they say the country. I don't think they the say the continent of Africa. Yeah, um, I was trying I to remember. That down as well because I was looking out for it. I think I started paying attention after she had done her little bio, and they were introducing her at school. So I wasn't sure if at the beginning she was like, "My parents moved to this place." But yeah, I was like, "This is." And they say it all, and they keep calling her like Africa and stuff. I was like, "Yeah." You wouldn't be like, "Oh, Europe." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, you'd be like, oh, English or whatever, or just you know, use the name. But there is definitely a problem with people using Africa as like a catch-all term mm. for about an African country that they just don't use for European or mm-hmm. South American or things like that. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's, it is a problem. It's really dismissive, I think, as well. Yes. Just be oh, like. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it still slips into my language sometimes and I try and remember yeah. to be specific when I'm talking about countries. I think it's still pretty common. So that was annoying. And also there's a bit where she's like, Oh, I had loads of friends in Africa and she approaches a group, a table oh, with like, like loads of black yeah. students on and oh, just goes, yeah. Jumbo and they're all yeah, looking at her I like, know. That's I like, awkward. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So awkward. And I know that she's because I was like, I think because like she's been brought up in wherever in Africa, right? So I guess maybe she's not aware of the racial tension in America. Maybe that's not something she's been educated on. I don't know. As a white girl, she's probably not as clued up on like slavery and what that means to people of colour in America. And I don't know. But also, I was like, A, not all black people are from Africa. B, there are so many languages in Africa. No, why I would know. you think like oh they must know because surely she'd know that wherever she was I don't I mean I don't know but the countries I'm aware of in Africa have many different languages and I know like even in South Africa I think there are so many different tribes that have their own language so then just assume yeah they'll know what I'm talking about yeah. culture yeah, will be completely different and yeah oh that bit made me like yeah, and there aren't any, I mean, other than Principal Duval, there aren't any fleshed out characters who aren't white. Yeah, the other, every other group is like just a sideline. So like they refer to the Asian nerds, cool people. And then the only Indian guy is a mathlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A perv. <laughs> yeah. I think there's some East, East Asian people in the mathletes as well. That's it. Yeah, like, so there isn't, yeah, there's no... Even the even the head teacher, they don't really give him any character, like you know, depth to his character. And he's a little bit pervy too. So there's a bit when Miss Norbury gets her top wet, and he actively stares at it, which I think is meant to be a joke. I did find him funny though. I liked particularly when the girls had gone wild. He basically was oh, like, yeah. "Fuck this! I'm just going to set yeah. off the fire alarm. I can't be honest." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "Fair enough. That's a- <laughs> I get that. You're about to be kicked in the face by these wild teenage girls. I would also be like." <laughs> I'm done. I'm out of this. I think that's a shame because I think we've said with a lot of the films we've watched, it's I don't think you should have a character where you are ignoring the fact that they're not white, but also it would be easy to have some of those characters be black or whatever. It doesn't have to be all white. I guess the only thing with the plastics is, as I was watching it, it's like I guess they're so popular because they're rich and they're white and they're pretty, they're skinny. Yeah. They're like the very stereotypical popular girl but they could have made janice non 
white. Yeah, because her whole thing was being like an outsider. They were like the weird outsiders. She's, Lebanese. she's what? She says at the end. She's, oh, she's Lebanese. Lebanese, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's Lebanese. <laughs> <laughs> but white Where presenting. Is... <laughs> That's Middle East, right? Lebanon? Yeah. It could have been any of the characters. It could have been the teacher. It could have been Tina Fey's character. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it could easily have been any of the others. So that's a shame. And also, and just sort of trigger warning for anyone who... Well, maybe we should, instead of saying the word, maybe we should be saying the R word. The sort of slur that's used towards people who have learning disabilities. Oh, I know. They say it a lot. Yeah. It's mostly Regina, but so many times... I was like, but also, again, not saying that it's okay, but I know at that time, 2004, I think I was using that terminology and it was coming up a lot more around me and it was considered an okay word. And now with the power of hindsight. Probably because of movies like Mean Girls, normalising it. Mm, Yeah. Yeah. You hear it and you think, oh, it's in a film. It's okay to say. Yeah. So that was... It feels really jarring hearing words like that now. It really like, I'm like, oh, don't do that. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> that's not good. Those are the main like shout out, stand out things to me that I was like, these are not okay. If we were going to remake this film, let's specify where she's from. Yeah. Also, she's got a very American accent for someone who was brought up. Yeah, I was somewhere thinking in that. Africa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I know. She doesn't make such a... Yeah, she does. They make such a big thing about her not knowing, like, the artists and not aware of the social norms and whatnot. And she's obviously just Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> you know when um, Janice says he's too gay to function? <gasps> yeah, I'm so glad okay you mentioned say, this. Or is that not okay? To, like, I, do, I couldn't tell. I'm with you. I was like, mm, is it okay for her to joke about him being gay? I think the only thing... I thought might change things as if we knew her sexuality because obviously it's a joke in the film that Regina thinks she's gay and it's never it's never cleared up I know she dances with Kevin at the end of the film but I think if she herself were gay then maybe it would be okay it would just be them joking around but I think she snogs Kevin at the end I don't think they kiss do they I think they just dance she does her outside at the end and it's the like flash forward. Oh, I think I was writing something down. Like when you see, okay, so she could be bi. She's definitely not coming out as gay at that point, anyway. At least, so yeah, I think you you guys are right. I don't feel comfortable with it, and I know he doesn't seem to have a problem with it. But I, I know I used to work with a guy who was Jewish, and people used to make so many Jewish jokes about him and he would laugh along and make the jokes as well and I was just sat there like I don't know whether you're actually comfortable with this and this is just a coping mechanism or because some of my friends do that they like take the piss out of themselves it's different when they're doing it about themselves if he'd said like oh hey I'm Damien I'm always to go to function then that might have been okay but yeah I don't know (laughs) (laughs) it's a good joke it doesn't sit comfortably I don't think it's it's okay because like I have friends who aren't white and I'm friends with those people but I wouldn't make jokes about them not being white yeah you wouldn't say to me she's too brown to function (laughs) (laughs) I would quickly not have those people as friends (laughs) I would love if you did that though but like (laughs) (laughs) it would just it just isn't 
acceptable. But if you were making jokes about me being white, I find it really funny. But then there's a there's a power difference in society mm. that, and it should be the same with being gay and straight. Well, this is the only. This is why I wasn't sure about it because you know when you're friends with someone, you have banter. Mm. It's different. So if it was done in a banter way, then I get it. But it just obviously we don't know that relationship because obviously like we've all been in situations where you take the piss out of each other mm. you it in private or you do it in a comfortable space right but you would never mm. do it to mm. someone else about someone also I don't think Janice is a particularly nice person either well she says at the end doesn't she she just says she's evil yeah I'm a mean girl and I know that which is good that it was acknowledged but I hadn't really realized that she really treats Katie I mean first of all she's like I'm gonna call you caddy yeah. and that's what she calls her throughout the yeah. film I was like if she's which is why I wonder whether maybe she was like I'm going to joke about you being gay and you're just going to deal with it it's hard to know without seeing their relationship but on the subject of Janice I hadn't realized how much Katie's manipulated by her and how much she's like we're your friends yeah why would we want you to get in trouble it's like oh and like the peer pressure just don't be ridiculous it's going to be fine it'll be so easy just like infiltrate their gang yeah, so she manipulates Katie into joining the plastics. And at the end, when she was getting annoyed with Katie not being a good friend, I was like, I haven't actually seen anything in this film to show that you guys are good yeah. friends, though. It's mm. just been you. Like, were they actually friends? Like, you've just forced her to do something that, to begin with, she didn't she didn't want to do. And she yeah. is quite vulnerable being at this new school. She's in a new continent on the other side of the world. She doesn't know anything about this. Yeah, she's just trying to make friends. So she's just trying to do whatever... And also, the mean girls probably felt more like friends to her because, yeah. well, she hung out with them more, didn't she? I don't know. Yeah. I was surprised because I've always loved Janice because she's she's got so many fun lines in the film and obviously she looks grungy, which is my aesthetic. But I, I was surprised by how, like, actually, she's not, she's not nice. And the fact that she's driving this whole vendetta against Regina, I just felt Katie a lot this time round watching it it's like this is you've been led down a, a not great path she was very impressionable it's interesting isn't it because when you watch the film you're made to think that when you first watch the film you think that katie's the bad one because she's the one that's like changed and is ruining everything but actually it's not her she's just being manipulated because even things like when ms norbury says to her about joining the mathletes and damien's like oh that's social suicide which is exactly what the plastics had said, instead of being like, oh, cool, you go do that. Well, I don't know if that says more about the American schooling system, because every time you watch these films, they always have, like, really... Mm, clicky. Yeah. Because I, I don't... I need to talk to Erin about it, actually, because I'd be curious to know whether it's actually like that at schools in America. I would hate to go to school in America if that was the way it was. I just get picked on all the time. I just felt like, yeah, I'd be interested in that because it did feel a bit like almost satirical. Obviously, it's got to be exaggerated to be entertainment, but mm. I did think watching it, I was like, oh, come on, seriously, no girls would actually be like this, but maybe they would. Mm. We see it a lot, don't you, when you watch these kind of like John Tuckerman style, those kind of films, that there seems to be these little groups. Yeah. Like, girls aren't that bad to each other. Well, I don't know. <laughs> When I was, I was really picked on at school by some horrible girls. Oh, oh no. Because I didn't have the right clothes or my mum cut my hair. and Yeah, I, I one of my friends was bullied quite badly at school. In high school? Yeah. And I think I've mentioned this on the podcast before, but, and 
I have to be careful how I say it because it sounds a bit like victim blaming, but I genuinely think I was so wrapped up in my own head. People did call me names, but I didn't really respond to them. So there was it didn't ever escalate into like physical like abuse or anything like that. So it would be different if it had. But I think because it was quite tame, because I didn't respond, it stopped. But I genuinely think that's just because I was so away with the fairies all of the time. But I remember in primary school, these girls making me stand up against the fence for the whole of lunch. Uh, But again, I was like, okay, that's fine. Because I had such a vivid imagination as a child. I was like, I'll just be in my head for lunch. I don't mind. Yeah, but now I look back on it, I'm like, that was weird. That was weird. Surely, I don't know, like second because how old they're 16 here like do you think this sort of bullying goes on at 16 i think it can do but uh, this is so extreme i wonder whether it's that extreme so that it can highlight that bit at the end when miss norbury's like how many of you have talked about a girl behind her back yeah like the burn book is sort of like a amalgamation of everything every like bad word you said about a girl behind her back i i made a friend of mine watch this a couple of years ago he's in his 40s and he'd never seen it before and i was like oh my god you have to see this film like this is like my generations and like everyone apart from you apparently this is their film you've got to come watch this and i hadn't realized how much they use the words like slut and slang all of those words and i felt really uncomfortable but yesterday I realised that the film isn't saying that that's okay. The whole point is the no. film to not be like that. Yeah. yeah. Which made me feel better because I was a bit worried it would get a low rating. But then the other thing is, like, there is something about owning those words. Mm. Because fuck it. Like, if you, you know, like, if you want to sleep around, sleep around. Just own the words. Like, you know, queer was mm. a slur and now it's not. Like, you know, maybe there is something about just, yeah, fuck it, I am a slur. <laughs> <laughs> because you have like the the slut walk that took place oh my god like a decade ago now jesus getting so old what's happened yeah so that was that took place in 2011 the first one i think and the whole point of that was to be like it doesn't matter what we're wearing and what our promiscuity is it's not okay for people to rape women and etc so that was sort of reclaimed a bit um during that time Right, it just reminded me of how much, like, how horrible girls are to other girls. Because I do remember at school, people were judged. Again, I I never really got involved in it because I was in the library reading and was <laughs> just doing my own thing. So, yeah, our school, um, there was a girl who was, like, it was rumours that she was really promiscuous and slept with lots of guys. And at our leavers meal, the leaving, the, the head boy and girl, did a speech and they said something along the lines of like stand up if you've been in a relationship with this girl or if you've had like sexual whatever it is with this girl I can't remember the words but at the time I thought it was funny and now I'm like that's awful for her to have been called out like she wasn't there to defend herself not that she'd done anything that needed defending but also it's it doesn't it doesn't matter <laughs> like it's none of it's no one's business other than the people she's having a relationship with it's none of it's no one else's concern and I don't remember anything about the boys at the school used to sex and women have changed so much over the last 10 years because it's only now it's huge Mm. how much it's changed I think because there was also a girl who had sent a picture of herself topless to someone and 
again, I don't remember exactly what happened. I don't know whether he shared the photo or it got leaked. I don't know. But everyone around the school knew about it. And again, I was just like, oh, I can't believe she did that. Whereas now I'm like, I've done that all once. Also, also the reaction should be, I can't believe he did that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because initially I was like, oh, this film, these girls are so mean. And then I was like, oh, actually, we weren't much better at school. Like we weren't trying to destroy each other's lives, but we still were not nice about each other. I don't know. I found it hard to watch. I'm just like unrealistic, but maybe this is going to make me sound like... I don't know how to say this without sounding like a complete asshole. But I was in the popular group at school, so it actually made me think, like, what if we did this to other people? I definitely didn't, but my friends might have done. Yeah. I don't think I don't think it would have happened to the extent that... But, like, so... Uh, oh, what, what was the main girl's name? Rachel McAdams' character. Mm. Regina George. Uh, Regina. Yeah, Regina. Like, obviously, she was controlling in a sense of you can't wear certain clothes or do whatever. Yeah. But... Like, I remember, for me, because I wasn't in the, I wasn't, like, popular, but I got my head, like, I just kept my head down and I kept out of the way. So people liked me enough, but there were a group of girls that picked on me because of the fact that I wore, like, trainers from Woolworths because my parents couldn't afford, like, designer clothes or whatever. Mm. So it wasn't that they were, like, mean, as in, like, send, putting pictures out there, but yeah. it was just that they were dismissive of me. I think the mm. most, like, prominent memory I have is, when you know when you're waiting for your form bell to go and to go into registration, I was just stood because I knew a girl that knew them and they formed a circle on purpose to exclude me. Yeah. Oh. And it's all just based on like they didn't know me, but it was all based on like, what I dressed like. But that was easy because you're like, oh fuck off, I'll just go somewhere else. But yeah, it wasn't as like, you know how in the film it's not like viral. But then there were no phones back then. I mean, not that mm. in my age. Like there were you raised no yourself for that Woolworths comment as well. I was like, really <laughs> yeah, right. have... I was thinking about that the other day. Like, I don't think my cousins have any idea what Woolworths is. Yeah, I know. And I had trainers. Well, I love them, but um, they're not cool enough. I don't think they did anything really bad. But I don't know. I'd be interested to speak to some of the other people my year and see what they thought, see what their experiences were, because it's hard to tell. Isn't it? I probably can say this as an Asian person. The girls that picked on me were Indian. Really? Mm. And, like, Indian people with money are not nice. Mm. They could be really stuck up. And so I went to quite an affluent school, and I wasn't... My parents aren't loaded, but theirs were, so... Was it quite a diverse school? It was... Yeah, it was quite diverse, but rich. So the rich Indian yeah. girls were really bitchy. And they always have... They always will be. That's just rich, bitchy, bitchy Indian girls. Yeah. But I wonder whether there was a cultural thing there. Because, like, none of the white girls ever bothered me. Yeah, I guess it's, I guess, a class thing. Like, obviously, I don't know. I, I have a lot of friends who were from a private school who were really nice. But I found it a lot easier to get on with the men from that school. I think there's only one girl who I made friends with who I really got, still talk to all the time. She's great. Shout out, Kirsty. But I found it a bit hard with the other girls. And I don't know what it was. And I don't know whether it was that class thing and that competition thing that, women that society pits against yeah. each other I don't know I went to an all-girls school did you guys oh my god yeah you did no I did not how was that because that sounds like hell on earth if I think that Mean Girls seems unrealistic but yeah it was um fine I think I might have just but now I'm thinking maybe I just got an easy ride I don't know like <laughs> That's it, good. Was, it was cliquey I think like 
people, there was definitely groups, but I, is that just what happens? It's hard to tell if you've only had your own experience, isn't it? But there was definitely everyone had their groups and everyone had tables that they sat at at lunch. Oh my god, we went to the bike shed at lunch. I was part of the god, bike really? shed crew. Wow, yeah. you were a rebel, Joe. When I wasn't in the library, I was with the bike shed crew, which was largely a, a massive group of nerds in me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wish I didn't go to an all-girls school just like, because I think it's normal to be around different mm. sexes and genders. Um, I think it's more healthy and conducive to, to know, an equal society. I don't know, there definitely was bitchiness. There was definitely rumours. It was definitely, I remember once, like, someone came up to him and was like, so there's there's this photo going around of a vagina and they're saying it's yours? Oh <laughs> I was like, I went bright red and I thought, like, oh my God. And then I realised, I was like, I haven't sent anyone a photo of my vagina. <laughs> at that point. But I panicked. And they were going around and saying it to everyone. Oh, Jason. <laughs> That's so mean. But I was like, oh my god, it's me. But then I was like, wait, no one's... I haven't sent that to anyone. I haven't even taken a photo. Don't even know where it is. Uh, I I think the film is meant to be over-exaggerated. Yeah, it makes sense because if it's not over-exaggerated, it wouldn't be entertaining. And she does liken them to, like, you know, animals. I do still find it... I remember finding that scene really powerful with Ms. Norbury and getting them to close their eyes and raise their hands if they'd said anything mm. mean or had anything mean yeah. said mm. about them. Because I, I remember thinking like, oh, I'm, I have like both, I guess, like most people. And then just like her saying like, you've got to stop calling each other sluts and whores because it just makes it okay for boys to call you sluts and whores. That's true. The only thing I would say though, I'd be interested if you guys agree with this theory. I think talking behind someone's back is something that there is a place for in society. Yes. Now, hear me out. Because I think if you're a bit annoyed with your yes. friends... Yes. <laughs> I think 100%. I think it's healthy and natural. So do I. Okay. So although I don't think being like, oh my God, she's such a slut, she's this, she's that, is okay. I do think like if a friend's done something that's irritated you a bit, but there's no point in causing a big thing about it, either because it's not that big a deal, it's just niggled at you. I feel like it's actually better to just talk to a friend and be like, oh my God, it was so annoying when she did this. Yeah, I agree. And then just moving on from it. Yeah, same. I'm so glad it's not just me. Because it only becomes mean when you're like actually bitching about them or just taking the piss out of them for no reason. But if you're just saying, God, that person just irritated me. It's venting, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, completely. Like, you know, you would do it about your boyfriend or your mum or dad or whatever. No, I never talk about Lee behind his back. (laughs) Ever. Good. I'm glad we're on the same page because for a while I was like, I must be an awful human because I think it's great to talk about people behind their back. As long as you're, you know, not being an asshole or spreading rumours, I think it's fine. And sometimes I quite enjoy it. Sometimes I need that. I just need to be like, this person's pissed me off. I've done this. Yeah. And then I carry on with my life. I'm with you, Joe. <laughs> don't worry. We're with you. <laughs> Excellent. I feel like we've talked for a long time about this film and I feel like there's still a lot of stuff to talk about. I was just going to bring up um, Regina's sister a bit. Makes me feel a bit uncomfortable, though. Or she's going like that. Yeah. Cause like... <laughs> yes. And the, the summer break thing, because she pulls a top up. Yeah. I just, and I felt similarly uncomfortable with the Jingle Bell rock dance. 
in that it's really sexy and you see like Katie's dad is looking a bit uncomfortable and I was trying to decide like I got outfits made to match that when I was younger did you yeah <laughs> I'm gonna I need to try and find the photos oh wow oh God, someone some, someone sewed it for us that's incredible. Amazing. I think we were pretty young as well. Because I don't know whether my issue with it is just because female sexuality is seen as being a bad thing or whether I'm like, no, you're so young and you don't understand that men will look at you in a way you're not necessarily ready for yet. But they were doing it for the attention. I think they were fully aware They were, of yeah. Because I remember not that long ago, I was walking to the library behind a group of schoolgirls who were probably about a similar age, like 16, and their skirts were so short. Yeah. And I remember just thinking, I think I was the same at 16, but I wasn't aware of, like... We used to roll up our skirts so much that, like, you'd have, like, a sausage of mm. rolled skirt around your waist. <laughs> and they used to, like, measure it. I was wondering where that was going, They used to measure it as we left the school gates. And I did wow. always used to think, like, what the fuck? Like, why do they care? Like, can't they just be like cool and have our legs out? But then I realised like the, there was probably people out there that were like looking at us, and it's a bit, it's weird and it's inappropriate to have like really tiny skirts on. I feel like I'm struggling to talk about it without it sounding like I'm victim blaming. But I think now I'm an adult, I'm more aware of not all men are going to look at you in a way that is going to be favourable or pleasant and if you're mm-hmm. a teenager and you're wearing these really short clothes mm-hmm. at the time I don't think I wanted that attention from older men it's just I wanted mm-hmm. to look I wanted to be attractive to men yeah. but I don't think I was aware of how I was being seen and viewed potentially by men yeah but ultimately I mean the problem still is men isn't it because yeah. you should be able to roll your skirt up and do whatever you want and not be worried about how men are going to take it or what they perceive it to be. Unfortunately, we live in a world where you're like, you get protective, don't you? Like, okay, what can you do or what can you stop? But then at 16, I suppose I never had this where and felt, because we didn't wear skirts and my mum wouldn't let us wear skirts. Like anything that was below, it had to be all below the knee. Mm. Well, I say let us, even now, if I, li- <laughs> I live at home. <laughs> But you were doing it for yourself. That's the most important thing. Yeah. So the mean girls dance, like they were doing it for themselves, right? Yeah, that's true. That's a good way of looking at it. Because I keep thinking like if I ever have a daughter and she's like still a teenager, still underage legally and is dressed in a really sexual way, I think I'd be split in two halves of being like, yes, you look amazing. Like you do your thing. I'm so happy. And then also being scared about men being inappropriate with her and... And not because I'd think you look that way, you deserve that treatment. I'd be worried that men would well, be like, yeah. uh, we're going to assume what she wants from me because of her outfit. And I think it's hard knowing that as an adult. It's a scary world out there. Oh, completely. Like, I wouldn't let my daughter out like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I, I just, I'd just be worried about them and worried for their safety. But then but, I also don't want to police, yeah. like, women and... To them be like make them afraid of their sexuality or but just in general I just have an issue with school uniforms on girls I don't know mm. why maybe because of Britney Spears and that whole thing but the whole like knee-high socks and short skirts even mm. now 
is it necessary why can't everyone just wear trousers it's been sexualized it's very it's just wrong when I see girls walking down you know you're just like maybe it's just me but I just it, I find it really uncomfortable even when they're not trying because the fact that like to dress up as a schoolgirl is sexual you know like it's mm -hmm. you would never would you, you would never expect your boyfriend or your partner to dress up as a schoolboy <laughs> be such a turn off like why are you, yeah, why are you trying yeah. to be a gross spotty smelly boy yeah. like it's, a weird, it's a weird it's weird isn't it <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not interested it is weird and there's there's still like a whole genre of porn that's like jailbait yeah. type stuff yeah. and schoolgirls and yeah you're right it is it's frustrating yeah. I'd like all teenage girls to be able to wear what they want and be absolutely fine and then I'm just like oh but not all men are going to treat you nicely and they're going to take that as a sign and that's not your fault but I don't want you to get hurt those skirts that the plastics were wearing were so short but also the other thing is when you wear these things in film they're not real life like you know, the whole showing your ass isn't going to happen because you they don't need to bend over. They're just going to stand and sit mm. or do their seat. But in real life, you can't wear that stuff because you can't, you know, like you, you have to bend over or you have to walk. And when you walk, there'll be, you know, the skirt will move. Speaking of like sexualized outfits and stuff, the other thing I thought was interesting was when they talked about Halloween and... Um... <laughs> Might be my favourite part of the film that she goes to Halloween in this really scary outfit, not realising that it's meant to be sexy, fancy dress and not that. And I have done that before. We were like 13, so no one was like sexy, sexy. But everyone else was like a witch, a devil, and they were like cute looking. I went as Dracula. <laughs> it's oh. like a proper top hat, a cape. I had like fangs and blood and there's this great picture of all of my friends looking cute and me in the back not smiling just like pale <laughs> gothy so that scene I'm like that's the most relatable thing in this film for me I would be Katie like yeah I'm a zombie girl why is everyone else just in their lingerie I don't understand we went as like slutty builders oh <laughs> so weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> like I, I've just remembered it we must have been about like 15 16 like wearing like no clothes with high visits on and like boots. <laughs> so weird i'd never dressed in a way that would be considered oh that's not true i did dress up as morticia my boobs looked amazing in the dress i had on at halloween but other than that <laughs> i've never gone the like sexy route for halloween because i've never felt comfortable i've only done it once but even then like i had tights on and it's like it's just because i had a basque on mm. that was it but normally when it's halloween i love to dress like i always go as edward scissorhands or oh, something good. random yeah yeah and just that whole idea of oh halloween's great because girls get to dress up as sluts um and like all of the outfits you then buy that are like sexy builder or sexy like, I did think that when I was younger, though. Like, I did think I was like, this is my time to dress as a slut. <laughs> but I think I always felt a bit of a frump compared to my friends. I guess it's the one time that society has said women are allowed to be more promiscuous looking. Whereas, yeah. So actually, I'm not surprised that so many women were like, this is the time. Mm. <laughs> Get the outfits. Anyway, should we talk about Damien? Because though Janice 
does make jokes about him being gay from what I can remember there aren't any jokes in there about his size no. um, which was really nice because often and I don't think even he because in Legally Blonde she's like oh I'm, I don't know what she said she's yeah. big or dowdy or whatever but she she's got a fat ass yes she does whereas like it was so refreshing and I don't think I thought about it until today that he's just there and he's a bigger guy and he's not the butt of mm. jokes he's not upset about being the bigger guy he's just comfortable being who he is but they don't do that to the girls no and actually I did find myself feeling really sad for Regina this time around watching it because she's clearly obsessed with her weight like she talks a lot about the mm. calories and her food and she talks about different diets she's going on like just drinking cranberry juice for days on end which is really unhealthy and not good there are a couple of other things as well I think the fact that I don't think anyone obviously she's horrible but it seems like no one around her is actually her friend they just seem to want to be with her because she's popular and they'll raise her status she also seems obsessed with being the best and being better than everyone like she only wants to get Aaron back because Katie likes him and my interpretation of that was she doesn't want another man to like a woman above her it almost seems like she has to be top all the time which yeah. sounds exhausting she's an asshole you know um Regina there is a bit I don't know maybe I was reading too much into it in the party did she gaslit her boy her ex didn't she because when he was like you broke yeah. up with me and she was like no I didn't why would I do that mm. and then got back together yeah no, she's not okay at all. I was just surprised that I felt a bit of sympathy for her this time around. Because she's clearly troubled. Like, you know, yeah. the whole, there was this, did right, like the weight thing was a theme throughout the film. Mm. You know, mm. Because, well, one, in terms of women, there wasn't much body diversity. No, at not at all. Other than that girl, Although actually, yeah, I was going to say, there was the girl with the heavy flown away set vagina. There were a couple of girls who weren't like stick thing. I wouldn't say they were particularly big. There was also a girl in a wheelchair, which I'd forgotten about. Yeah. Weight was quite like a thick... Well, obviously, it was a whole thing about the movie because they're trying to make her put weight on. Mm. But that still, that whole, like, being skinny was st- still so important. I think it's when Regina's told she can't... She, you can't sit with us! And she gets up and someone says, yeah, like, move your fat ass, ass or yeah. something. Yeah. That's where you're going, fat ass. <laughs> and then the bit in the store where she's trying on her spring fling dress. And oh, it's, yeah. Oh. yeah, and, like, this, the shop attendant is just so, like, you can, I don't know the shop that she references. Yeah. But, that's, like, but that's what it's like, isn't it, in particular shops? I remember. Like because when I was a when I was a teenager, I was size 14 to 16. And I went to this like boutique shop near my house, and yeah, we only do size twelve up to size twelve. And like they really like looked down on me. I mean, maybe because I had my Woolworth trainers on, but um, <laughs> but they were like, "You're never gonna fit in anything here." It's horrible. And I was just like, "It's." But even like Topshop was yeah, like it's only when I lost mm. weight that I suddenly started shopping in Topshop. But like mm. now, some of the clothes I buy from Zara. They're, they're large and like I'm a size yeah. 12 but I would not say I'm a large you know like yeah I do, I'm a medium I'm a size 12 but Zara's clothes I can't shop in Zara yeah H&M. you know like Zara's clothes if large is meant to be for a size 12 what about beyond that because yeah average woman size size 14 now anyway you know like yeah or it doesn't matter it's just a range of sizes but to cut people off yeah, yeah. so that that happens now doesn't it it just isn't yeah 
I used to be really concerned about what like size I was in clothing when I was a teenager. Like I remember thinking I wasn't bothered about how much I weighed, but if I went up a size, then I would be bothered. Now as an adult, I'm like, hey, it doesn't matter. As long as you've got clothes that you're comfortable with, fine. B, the sizes differ so wildly yeah. from fucking place to place that it's a meaningless construct. Yeah, so I know, I know, because I've gone up, I've gone up from a size eight to a twelve, and over the last five years, and I've gone from from a Zara perspective, I've gone from an extra small to a large. Mm. That's ridiculous, isn't it? Like if you think yeah. about yeah. that size but yeah I'm the same I was the same I was like never bothered about how much I weighed but it was always about I had to be a size eight I had to be a size eight if not thinner mm. and now I look at this clothes and I'm like how did I even get my like <laughs> boob in that whole thing like, it's just... <laughs> yeah I often will look back at pictures of myself as a teenager and be like you were really skinny but you were so conscious about your body and yeah. so concerned about it and uh, it just makes me kind of sad, like thinking about how much pressure. And I was never like, there were no like eating disorders or there was no problems. I think it was just what so many women experience that kind of fear of putting on weight and body confidence issues. And like there's that scene in the film where the plastics are looking in the mirror and they're like, oh, my pores are so big. My nail beds are really bad. I was like, what a weird thing to have picked out on your. <laughs> Because you, that's all you hear, don't you? Like, from, yeah. as soon as you become a teenager, it's skincare, skincare, skincare. You know what you're wearing. But I don't, I don't know if boys get it, but like, it's always about your looks, and it's expected to. Like, they obviously looked at Katie and expected her to join in, mm. and Katie's like <laughs> really bad breath in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so so sad, and like even. Like I remember being at Christmas once with my aunts and they were all saying like, oh, if you could have plastic surgery, what would you get fixed? And it was like a similar situation of, oh, I hate my nose. I hate this. I'd get this done. And I remember thinking like, guys, I don't want to have this conversation. Oh, no, I had that. Nice. I, d- I, I remember. So I lost weight in my like eight when I was 18, 20. And I remember watching, because you know Sharon Osbourne had plastic surgery and I used to watch mm. the Osbournes on MTV. And, and I remember saying to my friends, my friend and my sister as soon as I start work I'm going to save it for a liposuction and I'm going to get my mm. arms and stomach done I was convinced that that's what I was going to get done and then I lost the weight and then I just went to the gym like all the time but yeah I was like I'm going to get liposuction it was just in my head yeah that that's what I was going to do it's crazy yeah, isn't well, it I, now I'm like yeah, oh my god is. no way would I ever do that it is really sad and I think the film reflected a lot of that kind of the way that women view themselves or these teenage girls yeah, because like, yeah, they're like considered the best in society, I guess. Like they're skinny, they're white, they're beautiful, and they're still like, oh my God, I need to lose three pounds. My pores are so big. Like they're still not happy with their bodies and not comfortable. And if even them, if even them, if even they are unhappy, then it's obviously like, I mean, obviously it's something that everyone's set up to fail because. Oh, it's a huge, huge consumerism marketing isn't it? I was really annoyed watching it again that they gave Regina those bars to make her put on weight because I was like that can't be healthy. A she's just eating them. You've lied about something to do with nutrition and I I just was like that's really bad like you don't know what that's doing to her body she's just been eating that and it just made me really uncomfortable. Because she was so desperate I mean didn't she was told to eat a carb heavy diet wasn't she that will make her. (laughs) It's butter a carb. 
and the oh the bit where she was just drinking cranberry juice and he was like this oh, isn't God. even cranberry juice i was like please you're gonna like please don't just drink cranberry juice for three days but it happens i remember like yeah i remember people telling me at the age of 16 because i was overweight to drink like cabbage Juice. Mm, yeah, um, I did slim fast for like same. months when I was about and, seventeen or eighteen. Slim, and then there was um the special K diet. Yeah, and I did yeah. that, and I was like doing um slimming what not slimming world Weight Watchers. I did it all when I was sixteen, seventeen. Mm. That's what I was doing. Yeah, I lost yeah. so much weight on slim fast, but obviously it just went straight back on. It's so unhealthy. Yeah. We're such a waste yeah. of time. And the fact that it's yeah. still around and it's still a thing. Yeah, hugely. Also, yeah, like, there's someone I used to work with went to one of them and she was talking about, like, the fact that you have a certain number of sins per day. So you yeah, can eat. Well. Yeah. And the things that she said were considered sins, I think she said bacon wasn't considered a sin, but things like avocado was. And I understand avocado has got fat in it, but I was like, they're not it's making any fats. distinction between what's healthy fat and what's not healthy fat like eating yeah. an avocado isn't the same as eating a bar of chocolate yeah. and like it's just not the same thing and bacon's heavily processed and really bad for you and also yeah. psychologically calling something a sin yeah it's not bad like you know like just yeah. enjoy it and then just don't have it again you know like it's yeah. fine yeah it's very damaging lots of yo-yo dieting it's taken me years to get out of it same yeah. same and like because I remember when I was 18 or 19 and they were like you have to eat 24 points a day on Weight Watchers and I tried honestly I tried I was like this isn't enough food mm. you feel hung still feel hungry yeah and I was like this can't be right and your stomach's rumbling yeah mm. yeah it's funny because I'm still clearly not out of it because I've just got a PT and she's put me on calorie deficit so I've just eaten 1200 calories today like I'm hungry now mm. and I'm like I can't have anything to eat for the rest of the day well the rest of the day is gonna i'll just go to bed but you know like <laughs> but it's still there like you know i'm still yeah. doing it and i'm like 36 years old i've actually lost weight over the last six months and that's but that's the only time that i've ever lost it and not been on a diet and i've actually not tried oh, so wow. hopefully this time it will hopefully stay off just from making healthier choices yeah so. But I've always yo-yo dieted, so doing anything around food stresses me out a bit. Cause yeah, I had to really train myself. Because that's why I just worked out four times a week, because I was like, yeah. I don't want to give up food. Food is my thing. I think mine's been from exercise, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, but... so I might as well just exercise more. But because we've mm. moved less now because of lockdown, yeah, you have to really force yourself, don't you? Yeah, and just thinking about like nutrition and actually like yeah, mm. the processed stuff, because... All these diets that these teenagers try is it's, yeah, you just get taught like all the wrong stuff. Like I swear mm. all the low fat all the low fat stuff in the shops mm. is actually really Oh, it's bad for bad you. for you and yeah. it's got loads of rubbish in it. But when you're like a teenager, a, a teenage girl especially, you're just you're sort of taught. I feel well, like our just... mums I feel like our parents were doing yeah, it all same, as well, weren't same. they? They were all brought buying into it. Yeah. Mm. It's not even teenagers. Like I remember this girl at work, so she was on a twelve hundred calorie diet and she wanted a bar of chocolate. So she'd eat the bar of chocolate, but she'd make a porridge with water. Yeah. And I'm like, why would you do, just eat the yeah, porridge just, with milk? Just porridge. And just maybe you don't have mm. the whole bar of chocolate, just have a little bit of it. But 
you know, like everyone wants everything and these diets are made to make you feel like you can have it all. Mm. But then you have to sacrifice like butter and avocado and oil. And you're like, you kind of yeah. need these things to cook the food and yeah. to make it tasty. Yeah. I mean, the way like fat has been treated and I, the people just assume like, oh, any fat's bad then. Mm. And I've had, because I think, I don't know whether it's like, who it was who was like oh but peanut butter is so bad for you because I have peanut butter on toast every day I was like but the peanut butter I have is just peanuts that's been crushed up there's no oil added I add salt to it because I'm a salty girl and I like salt but I was like there's nothing in it but peanuts and yes peanuts have lots of fat in them but your body needs fat to be healthy and happy and yeah yeah was there anything else anyone wanted to say about the film I wrote down so many notes I'm just conscious that it's getting quite late and one thing about Katie Katie mm. Katie whatever her name not Katie Caddy. Caddy, is how why does she have to act dumb to get that boy's attention yeah there yes. is a lot of so there is a clever. lot in there about girls mm. that pretending to be stupid and like she failed maths to get his attention mm. I the mean at least thing, he was like why yeah. did you do that but that was you have to why did you have to dumb yourself down for boys yeah it was frustrating but I think it's probably the same thing as them calling each other sluts and stuff because Aaron says to her like that's stupid why don't you just talk to me and then Miss Norbury's like don't do that and then at the end of it she's like oh yeah I can be really smart and have a boyfriend because <laughs> it annoyed me to begin with and then I was like I think it's probably the same thing the film's trying to say don't be like that and then the only other clever girl like the clever girl mm. uh, in the a competition is that obviously her competitor but she's nerdy in the sense of like they've got given her glasses with greasy hair like mm. why can't you be clever and wear nice clothes why do you have to be some sort of like unwashed unkempt yeah <laughs> wondered what you're going to say to describe her then I was waiting for <laughs> <laughs> why do you have to be some kind of troll creature <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but why why do you have to have that yeah, you know. she was so obviously made to look less attractive. Yeah, like the way she'd be made, it didn't seem like it just seemed a caricature. Caricature. The boys didn't have greasy hair, or you know, they didn't look like they hadn't washed in a few days. Mm. Yeah, have we said enough about Damien? I guess he's just funny in it, um, and it's just nice that he's not. He owns his gayness, at least they don't take the piss out of it like I think that's really good yeah I agree and I love that bit where he's in the girls toilets and she's like you can't be in here and he just says something about her being Danny DeVito and also that she's like do either of you have pink Janice is like oh no he's like yes (laughs) of course he is maybe that's the only thing he is maybe a little bit stereotypical but it was a different time he is but I I don't know whether he's not is, would you consider him flamboyant? I'm just trying to think of like the stuff that he wore and he is stereotypical in being like, oh, I like, like pink and quiet. Yeah. But it didn't feel really hammed up, if that makes sense. No, it didn't. It's just, I don't think I fully appreciated him being there. No, he just happened happened to be gay, didn't he? He wasn't like, yeah. it wasn't a thing. Yeah, it was nice. It's a shame they couldn't have done that with like people who aren't white. Just being like, look, they exist. And they're here in this film playing roles that aren't just... I think the only black woman on IMDb was girl from Michigan. Oh, that was the other thing. Yeah. When Katie oh, yeah. um, is in the classroom with Ms. Norbury and Mr. Duval's like, oh, we have a new student from Africa and she turns to the only black girl in class. She's like, welcome. Uh, so, oh. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. That was the only time, right? I mean, to be fair, the only p- positive thing was that the 
head teacher was black and he just happened to be black. Yeah, and he was, I found him quite funny as well. He has some good lines. Oh, do we want to say anything about Kevin? I don't really have anything to say on him. No offence, Kevin. No. Oh, do you know what I did like? He told, I think it was Janice, that he only dates women of colour. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because he seemed quite proud about that. And it was just an interesting choice for them to have mentioned that. And then he like questions her ethnicity and it's like, are you Puerto Rican? And then she's like, oh, you know, I'm from the Middle East. He's like, okay, you're cleared. <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah, that's about all I had to say about him. Also, weird that Gretchen joins the Asian clique at the end oh, of the film. Oh, yeah, that yeah. is weird. But that probably says a lot more about her character. Impressive that she learned, unless she yeah. could already speak whatever language it was they were speaking. Vietnamese. Vietnamese. But I did like, at the end, that Regina became sporty. Mm. And, like, they found productive ways for their personalities. Okay, should we rate the film? How about, should we do the intersectional bit first? Because I feel like that's not going to be that yeah. high. Mm. How are we feeling? One. Same. I was gonna, yeah, I was just thinking one, 1. 1.5, but maybe just one. Yeah, because, or should we do two because Damien's in it? And there is a lady with the wheelchair. So I feel like, I feel like Damien's character is really good. I don't know of many, like, he's obviously a side character. He's a bit of a sidekick to Janice, I guess. But he has some really great lines and he's a bigger guy and that's not made a joke of. and, And people don't, he's not picked on for being gay either. Like, I know Janice jokes about it a bit, but she is his friend. No, they pick on her more for being potentially lesbian than they do him. Yeah, they do. Yeah. So should we give it a two because of that? So basically it has people in it who aren't white and Damien's <laughs> yeah. cool. The yeah. bar is low. It is a very low bar. What about the female side? Three. I was three. Oh, cool. Oh my God, we all agree. Yeah, Amazing. I was also going to say three. So he gets a five. Yeah. I think it's just because it's great that there's loads of female characters, yeah. but that there's just a few holes like the weight thing and the sex thing and And also that it's just kind of like just women tearing each other down and they sort of I know they make a lesson out of it but I feel like this film gave girls a bad name yeah and I don't know whether people like how much is that message then taken away by people I don't know yeah Um, because obviously like we look out for stuff like that in films now so would a teenage girl watching it now? Some ways, weren't the mean girls kind of heralded as like people you'd want to try and be? Like in mm. a, in some way, like at school, like it was funny. Yeah. Cool. Okay, so we're happy with five out of ten. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it might have got more, but I'm happy with that score. Yeah, I thought it would have got more, but breaking it down, it feels fair. Like again, it's just it's a shame that they they don't have more diverse characters in there. But that says a lot about the time, I think. Okay, so Mean Girls got 5 out of 10. If you want to let us know whether you agree with that score, whether you'd score it higher or lower, then you can find us at Real Feminism on Instagram and Facebook, and that's real spelt R-E-E-L. Thank you very much to Armin and Gina for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you. It was fetch. Huh? So fetch. It was fetch. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I'm trying to make fetch happen, Gretchen. (laughs) And thank you very much to Lee for producing the podcast and doing all the artwork and just getting me to do all the stuff that I need to do for it. Oh, and editing it. 
who does good at editing it too. Thank you very much to Sandra for the music you hear at the end and beginning of the podcast. We'll be back in your ears in two weeks' time where we will be looking at Kill Bill Volume 1. How high would it score? You'll have to tune in to find out. We'll see you then. Bye! Bye. 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 Bye.